This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Your inside pass to everything Saints football. Jimmy Graham brings it down, and that is a touchdown, New Orleans. We'll take you to places most fans never go. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room, following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the Saints season. That is going to be a touchdown, Taysom Hill. Taysom TD. Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby! Hey, y'all, and welcome in to a Wednesday live edition of Inside Black and Gold. I am Jeff Nowak. I'm your solo host. Steve is currently on air hosting Sports Talk. You probably shouldn't overlap these, but hey... We got to do it at some point, and that show goes on forever, so had to do it at some time. So here we are. This is our Wednesday edition. On weeks where we're coming off a road game, this is the only real way we can get a midweek episode in. So I come on, and I break down the injury report and any other topics that are coming up. This week, that's going to be a pretty interesting one. I blame Nick Underhill for this, just like I blame Nick Underhill for us having to talk about motion. He does this. He, I think he's on a, on a, on a hot streak right now. He's trying to, trying to prove a point. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, we're talking about Trevor Penning, which is interesting because I don't like the idea of sitting down your first round pick, uh, who I think has been taking strides, but we'll get into it. That'll be the second segment. Then the final segment, we'll get into a live mailbag. We'll answer viewer questions. If you have any comments, questions, whatever, pictures of your cat, I don't know. I don't know if you can throw those on YouTube, but send me a link and we'll get into those in the final segment as we do. But first things first, let's get into the injury report. It's a long one, but I don't think there's a ton to be concerned about on the Saints side of things. Now, one conversation we've got into a lot this week and the last few weeks, I asked Derek Carr about it and he said, you know, it's just how things have gone. It's nothing to be concerned about. Eventually, this will be remedied, but the Saints just don't throw to tight ends. Part of it is you don't really have a ton of tight ends. There was one catch by a tight end in week five. It was the shovel pass to Foster Morrow that, you know, technically is more like a run. 
than a pass, but I'll, I'll, I'll give him credit for at least designing something for a tight end. There was one other target to a tight end in week five. It was Jimmy Graham. The ball was thrown behind him. I still think he should have found a way to catch that ball. Hey, you know, we'll, we'll give him a pass. But, I mean, that's it. That was the only action for tight ends in that game in week four. You didn't have a single target for a tight end. Now Jimmy Graham is the only tight end active in that game. But there you go again. In week three, I think you had one target to Jimmy Graham, and it was the touchdown. And I'm pretty sure that is it. So, you know, where are they? And you could say Jawan Johnson has not been there, and he has not. And so, like, that's where we're going to start with this injury report here is tight end Jawan Johnson. He has missed the last two games with a calf injury. He had that calf injury going up to Green Bay, and he played through it. Did not seem to be a huge issue. He was not on the injury report ahead of week four. But you get on the field, and there's Jawan Johnson working with the trainer in pregame trying to stretch out that calf. Did not play in the game. Ended up being a scratch. Foster Morrow was also out, so Jimmy Graham was your only tight end. This past week, he was on the injury report all week. Did not practice. Was declared out on Friday. This week starts off with a DMP on Wednesday. So, you know, it's not looking great for Jawan Johnson getting back in the lineup. And for a guy who hasn't really been a factor in general, that's troubling. You know, and we talked to Pete Carmichael on WWL radio this week, and he said he does need to get the tight ends more incorporated. How that happens, I don't know. But, you know, we talk a lot about how the Saints haven't been able to take advantage of the middle of the field to this point in the season. One of the ways you take advantage of the middle of the field is by throwing the ball to the tight ends. By with seam breaking routes, you know, just send the tight end up the seam and force them to adjust to it. And that makes life a lot more difficult on defenses because they have to collapse and you can hit them on the edges. If they don't have to respect the middle of the field, then they can play wide and they can they can bottle everything up. So it's a thing, it's something that they're gonna have to figure out one way or the other. But first things first, Jawan Johnson. I don't know. It's a calf injury. Those things are tough. Soft tissue injuries are tough. Uh, you know, hopefully he can he can kick that and get back sooner rather than later, but this is not a good start for him. The other Johnson twin, Lonnie Johnson, safety, has a hamstring injury. He also missed week five, did not practice on Wednesday. Not a good sign for him. I think he's tracking toward missing another week. Now, two other DMPs are players that left week five midway through the second half. One is safety JT Gray is dealing with a hamstring injury, did not participate. He's just a guy who's been hurt a lot this season. And he hasn't really been a guy who's gotten hurt a ton in his career. I think this is just one of those years where he can't get ahead. He dealt with a shoulder injury. Now he's dealing with the hamstring. He uh, he did not participate on Wednesday. Hopefully he can get back. The other one is Adam Prentice, the fullback, who left midway through the second half with a knee injury and did not return against the Patriots. The Saints signed J.P. Holtz to the practice squad this week, the H-back. He's technically a tight end, but... In for all intents and purposes, he's a fullback. And I think you do that because you expect Adam Prentice to be out and you want to have that blocker. So I expect Adam Prentice to miss this week and you're going to elevate J.P. Holtz, but we'll see. Either way, not a good sign for Adam Prentice, a guy who has struggled mightily. And, you know, you don't want to hear your fullback's name, right? Like that's just the more you hear their name, it's usually a bad thing. And especially for Prentice, you know, he had a drop. He had a fumble this past week, he got called for a hold. Just not a great way to start a season uh, for that guy. So we'll have to see. And then offensive tackle Landon Young, he uh, landed on the injury report late in the week with a hip issue. He didn't play. 
And uh, he's starting this week with a DMP. So that's not great for him. Now, you go down the rest of the list. Nothing super concerning. Ryan Ramchek, Jimmy Graham, they're, just, they're on a rest schedule, guys. So they're not going to be out there on Wednesdays pretty much every week. And that's the case here. The good news is last week, Ryan Ramchek was listed with a foot injury. Now, this week, that is off the list. And so that's a good sign. Because anytime your tackles are dealing with feet stuff, you don't want the big guys to have bum feet. Right, like that's that's an injury that's difficult to deal with for anybody, but for a 300-pound guy who really needs to anchor, uh, that's that's a problem. So good, it's good to see that that's not on there anymore. Now going down, there are a few players who were added to this list that were not on it last week. Those would be defensive end Cam Jordan, who was listed with a back issue. He was limited. I don't expect that to be anything big. You know, you're a 33 year old guy. You're Playing football, you're going to have a back issue. So I, I don't think it's anything to be concerned about. The one I am a little more concerned with is Chris Olave, who's dealing with a toe issue. And it's just because anytime I see toe, I get, you know, flashbacks to Mike Thomas missing an entire season with a toe issue. And, you know, all these other guys having turf toe and whatever. He played through it last week. Hopefully it doesn't get into anything worse. I talked about on last episode, this is a grueling set of games for the Saints, right? They're going to have to play the Texans on Sunday. They're going to have to turn around and play the Jags on Thursday. So if you're dealing with a toe issue now, if you're dealing with anything nagging right now, that's a tough two games to get through. So, I mean, you're just going to have to watch. Hopefully it doesn't mess him up too much because I don't think he has been particularly good the last two weeks. He definitely wasn't against the Bucks and against the Packers. You know, he got into good positions. He got open. He just didn't make any catches. You know, he had one where he couldn't get both feet inbounds on a ball that he caught and almost ran me over on. He had one that he, it was a touchdown. All you do is hold on to it and you kind of have regressed into seeing him drop balls as he goes to the ground, which is what we saw him do way too much last year. And it seemed like he'd kicked that a little bit. Well, we, it all came up again. There was another play over the middle of the field that was a tough ball. It kind of sailed on Derek Carr a little bit. But I've seen him make more difficult catches than that. It just was a bad game for him. And so hopefully he's just in a funk right now and he can break out of it. But, you know, anytime you see toe, not something I like. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Offensive guard slash tackle, which is a, uh, that's foreshadowing, James Hurst. He went on the injury report late in the week. I believe it was an ankle issue uh, when it was listed ahead of week five. Now it's called a foot issue. So he was limited, but he did play through that. And he seemed reasonably effective dealing with it in week five. So I'm not particularly concerned about that. And then the rest of the players on this list were full participants. So you had Derek Carr, who's still dealing with that right shoulder AC sprain, but he was a full participant. It's the first time he has been full in practice since the injury. So I think this is going to be the last week we end up seeing him on the injury report at all, at least for this injury, because I don't think it affected him one bit against the Patriots. And I think that it's just something that you're going to deal with in, from a maintenance perspective and from a treatment perspective, but it will not be used as an excuse for poor performance from here on out. 
that has been kicked. And and that's a good thing. And you, you look for you look around and so what can happen from an AC sprain? So Anthony Richardson, the quarterback the Saints are supposed to play in three weeks. He just went on injured reserve with an AC sprain. It was a grade three AC sprain, which, you know, it's on the borderline of requiring surgery to repair. That's kind of what we learned as we dove into the AC sprain topic when Derek Carr had it. So he's definitely not going to be there when the Saints face the Colts, which means they're going to end up getting Gardner Minshew, a guy that the Saints have had a lot of success against in the two two games that they have faced him. I think his teams have a combined 16 points in those games. So, you know, he's probably not thrilled about that that prospective matchup. But I think the Saints probably are because Anthony Richardson is a guy who I think they were going to have a little trouble containing. So, you know, chalk that up as a advantage for that matchup. But the other guys on this list, safety Marcus May, not dealing with injury at all. This is a weird one because I don't think I've ever seen a player get listed on the injury report, the practice participation report, if you will, with a return from suspension tag. Alvin didn't get one when he came back in week four. So for some reason, Marcus May ended up on here. I don't know. Maybe he took a rep off because he was tired. <laughs> and so they, they put him on. I, I am not sure. Either way, that is not an injury. You are going to see Marcus May slot back into this starting lineup. And when you're a team coming off of a shutout and you get to bring back your starting safety, your free safety, your strong safety, whatever you want to call them, they kind of cross over. That's a pretty good feeling, right? Not only are you not dealing with any huge injuries on the defensive side of the ball, you're getting players back. You are getting better as the season goes on. And, you know, I think this team should feel very confident on the defensive side of the ball. And it should feel like if they can just be adequate on offense with this group that, you know, you're going to go a long way. You're going to win a lot of games. And so let's see. Let's, Let's continue down here. The last one. Andres Pete dealing with a concussion. He was a full participant, but that does not technically mean he has cleared the concussion protocol. So that's going to be one to watch. I expect him to be active this week, and that's going to be a big part of the conversation we have in the second segment regarding the offensive line. So let's put a pin in that for now, and we're going to turn around and look at the Texan side of the equation because, you know, the Saints, while they do have a fair, fairly decent chunk of names and important names on the injury report. So do the Texans, because you're talking about offensive tackle, Army Tunsil didn't practice, got a knee injury, cornerback Shaq Griffin, calf injury, didn't practice, Nathaniel Tank Dell, concussion, did not practice, and it looks like he's going to miss the game, which personally I'm disappointed about because I'm a big Tank Dell uh, Tank Dell fangirl, if you will, but hey, you know, they're gonna the Saints are gonna catch a break there because they're not gonna have to deal with him. And and they're gonna be going against a quarterback who Dennis Allen today talked about glowingly. Um, you know, it's not exactly breaking new ground, but CJ Stroud has set a new NFL record for past attempts to start a career without an interception, which is pretty remarkable when you consider, you know, this is the NFL. It's been around for a while. It's been a lot of really talented rookies to come in the league, and none of them have done what CJ Stroud have do- has done this year. You know, and, and what Dennis Allen said about him is basically he's not just playing well. He's not just playing at a high level for a rookie quarterback. He's playing at a high level for a starting quarterback in the NFL, regardless of how many games they've played. That's how good he has been. So the Saints aren't taking him lightly, but. Not having Tank Dell is definitely going to be an impact. You're going to be looking at guys like Nico Collins, maybe Robert Woods, who is also listed on this injury report. It says not injury-related, but then it says ribs. 
So I've never understood why if you have an injury, which is a rib injury, then why is it listed as not injury related? It's the dumbest thing, but whatever. The Saints have done it. Uh, they did it with Ryan Ramchick last week. You know, it's 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 a whole thing. Anyway, moving on. The defensive tackle, Malik Collins, with an abdomen issue. You go down the rest, linebacker Brian, Blake Cash, Brian Cashman, the Yankees general manager. Blake Cashman with a wrist injury, he's limited. T- tackle George Fant, hip, shoulder injuries, limited. Linebacker Christian Harris, concussion limited. Guard Shaq Mason, ankle injury limited. And then the rest were full participants, but they do have injuries they're dealing with. Wide receiver Noah Brown, groin injury, tackle Titus Howard. So a lot of tackles on this injury report dealing with a hand issue. Guard Josh Jones also dealing with a hand issue. Linebacker Denzel Perryman, hand slash wrist. And then cornerback Tavir Thomas, a hand injury, full participant. So, you know, both of these teams are going to have interesting injury reports to watch the rest of the week. But I think the Saints are, as they have been, in pretty good a pretty good position health-wise, right? Like, it seems like this year we just haven't been talking about health nearly as much or in as distressed terms as we have been over the last few years. And whenever the injuries pile up and you you look at, oh, Matt Ray, this part in Matt Ray is supposed to be this great sports science guy and to, to limit soft tissue injuries and whatever. Well, you know, I think this year we have seen some improvement in that area, right? Whether it's been perfect, I don't know. But a guy like Mike Thomas is, is still on the field in week six, has not appeared on any injury reports, knock on wood. You know, that's a good thing. You know, there's been a lot of Impact injuries, you've seen some. You saw, you know, guys land on injured reserve early in camp in terms of Trey Turner, Andrew Dowell, uh, Eno Benjamin. But, you know, those were those were isolated incidents. It seemed like they were piling up quickly, but they were pretty isolated at the beginning of the season. So, you know, I think all in all, when you look at where the Saints are right now, you're not thinking to yourself, man, if only they weren't missing both starting corners, they would have a chance in this matchup, right? If only they weren't missing their starting running back and their third string running back and whatever, you know, like this is a season where you can at least look at it and say, okay, we have the players to execute. Now, why aren't we? <laughs> because it's not a question of who's there. So personally, I appreciate that. And so we'll have to keep watching this injury report, but that's where things stand after the Wednesday edition of practice. So I'm going to wrap up that segment there. I'm going to try to keep this podcast on point more so than I have previous episodes. So I'm going to try to keep these segments to 15 minutes because we're late in the day and I do need to get through this and I have a whole lot of other stuff that I need to figure out. So let's wrap up this segment. That was the Wednesday injury report, the initial injury report. We see who's on it. We see who we're going to have to keep track of and we're going to go forward off of that. This is Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. You can follow the show on Twitter at Saints underscore pod. You can follow my co-host at Steve Geller WWL. We're going to be right back to talk about Trevor Penning because it's not looking good for him. Let's, let's leave it at that. But we will be right back on Inside Black and Gold. 